on the outskirts of Pilates, where the police fear to tread, is a home of terror, experiments, and dread. Welcome to Hayes House. Here tonight, are going to do a quick little one-shot run by me, Will, as we are missing some members, hopefully not due to COVID. Yeah, but uh, we just hope, you know, from our crew to you, to everyone who's listening, please stay safe, wear masks, like, be careful out there. Yeah, please, please, dear God, wear masks. Yeah. But to move away from anything that I guess can be considered political... Oh, it sucks that it is. We're going to be playing a fun little one-shot that I like to call Hayes House. So let me set the scene. In Pilates, we've had some crazy incidents going on recently. I, Chief of Pilates Central Police, uh, Officer Schmrickenbottom, have called the three of you, the scatterguard here, to my office today. Recently, we've gotten word from an informant only known as the Baron that there is a what we call, what he calls "quote unquote" Hayes House on the outskirts of Bone Row, where not only the Kennedys but the Rippers are working together, trying to make some sort of use of this haze that's been going around in the streets. We don't really have too much information, but all we do know is the Baron told us that as soon as we go into the house, we do a little researching, we'll be able to find out what the Kennedys and what the Rippers are trying to get to using this haze for some nefarious plot. As we're stretched thin here in Pilates trying to keep everything under calm, uh, we're going to be sending you three out, the Scatterguard, to check it out. Shouldn't be too crazy. But you never know. Keep your guns at your sides and watch each other's backs. When you come back, you'll get paid, but we're going to need to see some data and some research. So get to it. All right, y'all. So you guys are are pretty much after that. You guys are already on the outskirts of Bone Row, and he's given you the address of what's called Hayes House. You see up on a hill a dilapidated what looks like an old gothic mansion 
it's a really strange site for down in Pilates, especially considering most of the wealthier houses are further out, and it just stands alone, dilapidated. You see that the windows on the first and third floor are boarded up, and you can see that the front door of the house just hangs slightly open, ajar on some broken hinges. Long widening iron wrought gate surrounds it. All three of you start to go up to the house, guns unholstered, ready for any sort of situation. What do you guys want to do? I want to describe our characters. As an elite mercenary group, the Scatterguard is comprised of three different folks. Rachel, would you like to describe your character first? Sure. Yeah. My name's uh, Lana Reinbolt. Uh, you know, I'm tough as nails. I've got straight dark hair and a constant mean complexion. But inside, I'm just a soft little marshmallow. I'm very suspicious, though. I'm a suspicious marshmallow. I don't know much about my past. Or there's nothing I'll tell you about it. That's Lana. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Suspicious marshmallow. I'm writing that down in the notes. Good. Yeah. Don't forget about it. Jesse, would you like to share your character's info? Yeah, I mean, um, kind of odd to be care- like sharing my information on a front porch with my gun out, but uh, to follow up on that, I guess, since we're doing introductions, I'm uh, Camilla Escobar. You just call me Cam. Unless I don't like you, then just don't call me at all. And, uh, yeah, I join the scatter guard because sometimes you, you got to... You gotta do what's necessary to get what's done, done, you know? Lordy may, I thought we were just gonna go in and shoot some shit up. Uh, uh, Alright, well, I guess a little bit short about me. Uh, tragic past, a little moody. Uh, my preferred greeting is headbutts. And uh, I really like uh, ranunculus flowers, they kind of look like roses but they're a a stem flower you you can actually cut them instead of roses which kind of thorny bush like you don't get a lot of ranunculuses around here but when you do they're just really beautiful and um yeah uh, i think uh i really enjoy restaurant meals and old music that's really all about me um but yeah don't call me camilla I'll call you Camilla. All right. So Cam Escobar, or nothing, as uh, we won't call her. Oh, also, preferred pronouns for either character? All characters? Yeah, she, her. It's fine. Yeah, I go by uh, she, her. What's up, dogs? My name's Mac. Mac Mensa. But you could call me either M, or M-Dude, or Duo. Yeah, so... Uh, Max, like a he's a white guy um, who acts like a thug. He uh, he respects only those he views has earned it. So most authority figures, nope. He's been supporting himself on these streets for the last like eight years. Um, he does plenty of unsavory illegal things, but it's just you know the community he's got to give back to. to they they helped him survive, and so he feels like he owes it to him. Um, so Mac, he prefers to wear anything that shows off his body art. 
Uh, so he's either got like a tank top or a crop top, or he's just plain shirtless. Um, he always wears a branded, branded flat rim um, and silver chains. At the moment, his flat rim says red vines. Uh, and he also has a fluorescent grill um, that changes from green to red to blue. His pistol is cheap, and his melee weapon is a tire iron. He, him, is, is acceptable. All right, so the three of you approach the almost off-hinges open, slightly ajar swaying door of this creepy, dilapidated old uh, mansion. What are y'all feeling? What are y'all fixing to do? Yo, fools, I ain't going to be the first to go in there. Straight up. All right, give me a second. I'm going to um, kind of see if there's any radio waves I can pick up with my cyber audio radio link. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of work. I'm just going to try the doorknob. All right, so first things first. So, Cam, um, as you tune in with your cyber audio... You, you start to pick up something, and then it kind of fades away. It sounds like it's just static, and that's pretty much the gist of, of everything that you're getting on cyber audio. You're not sure if that's just remnants from maybe audio waves that have been blasted out through the archaeology units kind of nearby, or, well, relatively nearby. They're about 30 miles away. Or if you are just picking up remnants of old devices in the house itself you know sometimes old wires things like that kind of reverberate um so you're not 100 percent sure what that static is coming from but you hear static uh and lana as you go to open up the door you test the knob and you start to pull the door and it just kind of like creaks and it slides in a little bit and it just opens smoothly cool all right, hold on, Lana. Um, we're standing on like a front porch situation right now. All right, I'm going to step back off the front porch and uh, just kind of leap straight up in the air. I can leap up to six meters in the air. Um, see if I can see through the second floor window because the first floor and the third floor is boarded up, correct? So I'm going to see if I can look through a second floor window. So with this this amazing kind of jump that just comes out of nowhere, Cam soars into the air, and you see above the the boarded up windows there. So there's so part of the face of the house is kind of like uh, a half uh, hexagonal, octagonal, whatever you want to call, kind of balustrade roundabout, um, and it goes up all three floors. So. The only thing that partitions it is there's about three windows on the bottom floor that are huge and they're covered by glass. They're, they're sorry, they're covered in uh, like rotted old plywood. Same thing up on the third floor, which is kind of like the attic. Um, as you can see, it's a little bit smaller than the other two floors. The second floor is wide open um, as compared to the other two with being boarded up, but the glass is kind of dingy, old, dirty, a uh, bit browning, and kind of cracked in certain places. But that jump does get you to see that it looks like the room you're looking into has some sort of desk near the window. And that's about all you can see as there's not any light. All right, and I didn't see any um, evidence of occupation. No evidence of occupation just yet, um, but you guys can kind of, as that door opened up, 
uh, you guys get that unmistakable smell of mildew, of kind of rotten food, of and of haze. And for the three of you who have worked for the police department before on commission, um, you know that a lot of times these haze houses, these kind of haze dens, um, are in terrible disrepair. And uh, if you smell like rotten food and rotten trash, sometimes there's a couple people that are in there that they too are rotten, <laughs> uh, either morally or just dying. Lana takes a big whiff in the air and says, smells like we're in the right place. Um, can I be correct in assuming that there is no lights on the inside? Yep, there are no lights. Uh, if There are no lights that you can see. Um, if there are any, they might be a little bit further in the house. And even so, it seems pretty dark going into there. Like you got a little bit of ambient light coming in from the gaps in the boards that are covering up the windows. Um, but for uh, that will only last for a couple more hours as it's getting into the later evening, uh, later afternoon, and the sun is starting to set. Well, then um, Mac is going to... Uh like smile and his his teeth start to glow and emit their own light and and he's just like y'all can follow me and just walks in go ahead and give me an intelligence roll so roll a d10 and add your intelligence modifier or intelligence number all right that's a 12 Okay, so 12, um, easily with the light. You can see as you go into this room, you see it's just kind of a hallway, uh, a larger old-style atrium. So it's kind of uh, a little bit pushed out. You can see that there are spots up on the wall with uh, different stains. Um, at, at a closer look, you realize that there are spots where picture frames had been hanging for quite a long time. So the, the wood behind it is actually stained a different color from the light damage. Um, you also see about five feet down as you're five feet into the hallway, five feet ahead of you, there is a, an opening that kind of leads out into what looks like a kitchen and right off to the right of you, there's actually a doorway, um, with the door is just gone. And if you poke your head around, you you're able to see in another room. Right. I'd like to, uh, crouch down for a second and kind of. Study the way the dust motes fallen upon the floor and seeing the way that everything's shifted around and uh, possibly do a tracking check and um, see if I can tell when the last time somebody was in the vicinity and what direction they headed if they were here. Okay, go ahead and uh, do a tracking check for me if you wouldn't mind. So roll a d10 and add your tracking number, your tracking skill rather. So that's going to be a 16. Okay, yeah, that's so you easily see that while while getting down and kind of looking around, uh, you see that there's a very well-worn path going through the door into the kitchen and also through the door and into that room that is right off to the right of Mac. Um, and it, when it's well-worn, I mean, like, there are lots of boot prints. There are lots of kind of shoe prints, and, and just it almost looks like a kind of black smear going across the floor it's this place is pretty gross as is and it doesn't look like people you know really kind of wipe off their feet before they come into the the building itself savages 
I want to start knocking on the wall, see if I can hear any sound changes, like uh, if there's anything maybe that used to be hidden behind the paintings or any weird, weird sounds coming in. As soon as you start knocking on things, uh, Mac is going to pull out his pistol and have it like at the ready. I'm going to stay crouched. Before you do so, Lana, how hard are you going to be knocking on these uh, on the walls? Oh, just lo- just you know, like a like a like a gentle knock, like a like a weak wristed knock, you know, uh, nothing too crazy. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you tap on the walls. You kind of like give them little knocks. They honestly, it sounds like normal old school wall. You're giving it a couple of cracks here and there. Uh, you hear some creaks um, coming from the house. You're not sure what that could be, but it's probably just the house settling. Uh, occasionally, when you knock on some of the wood, it actually kind of gives in. And at first you think it might be a hidden spot, but then when you reach in, you realize it's just rotten, mildewy wood. So you pull your hand back and you're like, ugh, gross. It's just, it's gross. This house is gross. You should have brought a stud finder with you there, Lana. Yeah, I wasn't really looking to invest in this house, but uh, if I was a contractor, I'd say this foundation shit. Yeah, this place is nasty. I've seen it on this corner for like the last 10 years. We used to throw rocks at it when we were kids. I never thought I'd be in here. Shit. Probably should have thrown Molotov cocktails. You would have done us all a favor. Yeah, you know, thinking back on it, it probably would have been a good idea. Yeah, there's certainly worse ideas. So it looks like uh, most of the actions going between here and the kitchen, as you can see. They've obviously got their own, like, dirt rug going on. Uh, somebody also has kind of headed off into the room to the right. Um, but the shit pile is kind of hard to discern what movements are really going on here so if we're looking for haze we should probably head to the kitchen because it looks like that might be where they did most of the using well that's fine i mean y'all too can hit that up if you feel feel the need i'm gonna i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take this direction to the right see what's there we'll be in earshot you know if the spear moves you go that way i'm going this way doesn't really sound like a good uh, plan. You know, there's only three of us, and who knows how many are here. Well, I'm not like... I'm not like leaving you to go to another planet. I'm just going to be in the other room. I mean, Lana, if he wants to go to the other room, let him go to the other room. Uh, well, if that's what you want to do, too, we can do that. Doesn't matter to me. Whatever. Max already walking to the other room. Um, so as you turn the corner into the room, your your grill shining brightly upon the room itself, uh, you jump back and almost fall into Lana and uh, Cam themselves as you see that there are what looks like four people sitting on a couch around a small table that has a bunch of different paraphernalia on it. You can see from here that the light is shining off, the glint of needles on the table, along with some other matches, spoons, a couple reheaters, uh, a couple of um, inhalants of some sort. And at first, because you rolled so high with the reflex, you think that those folks are alive and you start to pull your gun, and then you realize none of them are moving. Okay. I was yeah. I was about to ask, um, what do the police specifically want us to do here? Are we supposed to execute every drug drug we user we find, or are we like no Pilates? Uh, so the central police want to figure out what is going on with, between the rippers 
and also the Kennedys. Um, for whatever reason, both of those two don't really work together too often. But the Baron said that there is some sort of connection between the two and also some connection between why Hayes is getting distributed uh, so quickly and um, in such high amounts in the city. And it has something to do with what's going on here at the Hayes house. All right. So just like murder, straight up murder, probably not a great idea. Probably not. But again, you don't even know uh, these these people sitting on the couch. They're kind of slumped you know slump back they're not moving too much um if you want to go and investigate them you can do so you can give them a medicine check you'll just have to roll d10 and add your tech your text yeah i think i think mac would um and thinking thinking on it now like even if police told him to shoot uh like drug addicts he he wouldn't unless they attacked him first so i think he's gonna see what what he can do for them okay Go ahead. Yeah, then go ahead and and make a tech roll for me, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, so that's a six. Okay. So, uh, Mac... Can I add some education? <laughs> nah, you uh, roll is tech for eight for health stuff. All right, so Mac walks into the room and he sees these, these four folks sitting on the couch. Um, they all look to be... Kennedys, maybe low-level Kennedys. They're all got slick-backed hair. They have white T-shirts on. Uh, they look like forms of greasers that are trying to shape themselves up to look more like you know the actual Kennedy family. But they're all low-level. Yeah, they haven't they haven't haven't gone through surgeries yet. Yeah, more to that matter too. As you go and start checking their pulses and whatnot, you you don't find any. Um, it looks like they've been laying here for a minute too and looking at kind of how their clothes have just a small layer of dust on them um, damn looks like we were a little late to the party all right big mac how's it looking with those uh those full shame man i think they did they've been dead a long time and uh yeah man the system just keeps chewing us out fuck and he just like goes over to the corner and and like covers his eyes for a second. So you've gone off to the far, just a right corner. As uh, so, as soon as you took that right into the room, you saw there was a couch. This is kind of like a den type area. Um, there's a couch. There is a that table full of all the drug paraphernalia, and then right across from that, in front of where the couch actually is facing, is a fireplace. And there's a lot of ash in the fireplace, which is kind of strange. Uh, Mac is standing in the far right corner kind of more in towards the house and to his back near the front where you guys came in from. Uh, that's where all the windows you see, they're all broken and they're boarded up by those giant rotted woods, uh, rotted uh, planks of plywood. Um, you can see kind of holes of light poking in from just where time has taken its toll on this wood. So the room is, has a kind of dim light, has a lot of weird kind of like light rays just coming through um not helped by the teeth light not really yeah not helped by the teeth light too well but it it seems like if under better circumstances this room would be a much happier place um but now it's just grim and dingy so i'm gonna um keep uh my my pistol out and uh, walk over to the fireplace and just check 
the um, so for one I'm, I'm gonna kind of hold the back of my hand to the ashes and check for temperature and see how uh, recently this fire has been burned I'm also gonna be looking for any lit cigarettes or any other sign of recent life even if there's like a cereal bowl on the on the table like how cold's the milk that sort of thing in general um, want to do a, a perception check if possible so it's gonna be a 17. Okay. Yeah. So you can um, you can tell that the ashes are cold, but there are cigarette butts. There are butts of what look like maybe self-rolled cigarettes or whatever they're smoking. Um, there's not really any food stuff around or any bowls, plates, anything like that. Um, all the utensils you find on the table themselves, or you spy on the table, you notice are have definitely been used for haze use. Um, but you do find a couple of cigarette butts in the ashes themselves. Uh, as for really anything else, you know, it's just a, it's an empty fireplace for as far as you know. Do I have any evidence of a fifth person or another person being in the room in general or people? Uh, you don't have any evidence of a fifth person being in this room, but from the tracking check you did earlier, you can definitely tell that uh, some more than four people have been in this house over time, and it looks like a lot more of them have been heading into the kitchen. So if you were to kind of think about it, it's most likely where the kitchen is where, like you said earlier, um, where they're probably doing the cooking, and then this den is where they're doing the using. Well, friends, it looks like we might be a little bit late for these four, but, uh, I mean, Lana, did you want to do any, um, exploration on this side before we head off? Yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll check the walls in here, too. And she, like, walks around lightly knocking again. She's, like, looking for, like, any sort of hidden doors, hidden rooms, any sort of, like... Like something that could be de- like hidden in the walls, just sort of anything that we don't necessarily see. Check inside the fireplace too. Sometimes there's like a loose brick or something. Yeah, she like checks the brick and sort of like wiggling here and there. All right, so Lana, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and give me a uh, give me an intelligence check. Oh no! So roll a <laughs> ten and add your intelligence score. All right, that's gonna be ten. Okay, ten flat. Um, all right, so you're you're knocking around on the walls. You're knocking around on the walls, and as Cam gives you that good advice, you go and check one of the bricks. One of them falls out actually while you're checking, and it reverberates across the ground. As it does, your motion sensor goes off, and at first you think it's just the brick, but then you realize that there's some sort of slight motion coming off from not really towards the kitchen, but if you go into the kitchen and towards the right of that, you can tell that there's some sort of faint motion coming over in that direction. As uh looks like there's something still cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of vintage CSI shows or something. Yeah, I mean, why do you think I do what we do? No, I mean, that's completely valid. I mean, I've been watching a lot of the BBC kind of Sherlock episodes, so it's it's been... I mean, yeah, we all draw inspiration from somewhere. Uh, anything behind that brick? No. Well, shit, just a wasted opportunity then. Mac's going to listen um, into the kitchen, hearing that uh, Lana has picked up something. I have um, 
I have a, a cyber oral implants, just letting you know. I mean, don't we all? Yeah, it just gives me um, a plus one to any sound-related uh, task check. Oh, mine's different then. Sorry. Yeah. And go ahead and give me a uh, perception roll. 13. Okay. And did you add the one from the audio? Yes. No, no uh, 14, yeah. So with a 14, you definitely can hear that uh, there's not really anything coming from the kitchen, but it sounds like there's like slight, slight shuffling maybe coming from past the kitchen. Um, maybe a shuffle, maybe you hear like a murmur here or there, but that's really all, all that you can tell. Okay. And he, he turns back to the others and he's like, sorry guys, I'm just, um, I hate being here. It brings back a lot of, brings back a lot of memories. So let's, uh, let's do this as quick as we can. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep taking the lead there, Mac? You did a good job on this one. Straight up. And he walks towards the kitchen. Hey guys, you know what's better than like facing the whole world of Pilates by yourself? Doing it with friends. So join me, Saul Owens Jr., Abel, and Soifa and G on Tuesdays as we go through this wild and wacky world trying to uncover the truth and not get shot along the way. You come into a old-style kitchen, um, so... When we say old style, we mean old for the, the future world. Um, there's a big, big stove off to one side on top of it has a bunch of different pots and pans um, or rather just pots. Uh, it looks like kind of strange because they're almost all stock pots. And if you look into them, it's just this kind of oily black ooze. Um, there is a sink off to one side, but it looks like completely damaged and just dingy. And the cabinetry in here, almost all the doors are ripped off. Um, there's random amounts of like cleaning agents and different types of paraphernalia as well. Kind of the same sort of stuff you saw in the other room, but it's here. Uh, that looks like maybe this was where they filled up and started to pack stuff up to distribute. Um, other than that, directly to the right of you, you see that there's uh, an opening and the, the floor kind of transitions, goes down a little bit and dips into a dining room. The dining room has a large, completely, almost completely rotten carpet. And uh, on top of that is a big table that's just full of uh, needles, knives, uh, a couple of guns. Um, there's some money spread about. Um, and it's old money. It's not the new, it's not like, uh, what you would get on your agent. This is like old world money. Um, so it maybe it'll do you guys some good, but at the same time, this is something that all three of, you know, the Kennedys sometimes deal in is old world money. Um, and in that room, you do see a couple different cabinets that you, you think would hold dishes. I'm going to pocket everything, anything I see that's valuable. Okay, go ahead and uh, give me a give me a cool roll. Uh, thirteen. All right. So Mac walks over, kind of just blazing through the kitchen, gets directly to the table, 
and he sees that a lot of the the needles themselves are like kind of smashed up and gross so he's not gonna grab any of those um he finds one gun that is the same that he has so he just kind of empties the the chamber and the magazine itself and slips it into his pocket and starts collecting the old world money and as soon as he does he just makes it rain but he makes it rain in such a way that it actually lands in a perfect pile right on the middle of the table and he puts it into his his hoodie oh mac i didn't know you into vintage that's good um i think i have a tea kettle you might be interested in well i got um, a pawn i got a pawn shop uh right next to my place so maybe he'll want some of this shit there you go. Maybe you can buy more red vines with all that. For sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not buying red vines. I don't think that uh, that cash money is going to do you any good. As you guys are talking, um, you hear what sounded like murmuring a minute ago just go dead silent. Um, and pretty much from... All right, so from what Mac could hear... And also from Lana, you you normally have... So you have a cyber optic. I'm not sure if you noticed, but you can see in low light. Um, and also a movement sensor as well. You guys kind of... Uh, you notice that there is a stairwell at the far back of the, the dining room. And right on the furthest left side of the stairwell, where it pretty much meets the, the wall itself, is just a huge blast door. It is new. It is not old, and you guys heard that what you thought what you thought was like the shuffling, the murmuring, all that sort of stuff was coming from behind that blast door itself. Well, it looks like not everything in this place is vintage. I'd, uh, before we leave here, especially since this seems to be the uh, hub of the household, um, looking for any sort of uh, recipe notes or uh, like uh, chemical equations. Any sort of uh, information on Hayes itself, since it seems like they were pretty active in the creation of it, not just pushing it. Okay, go ahead and do a perception roll for me. So that's going to be uh, pretty consistent at a 17 for perception. Okay, so yeah, so you definitely, uh, while looking at the table and kind of glancing around... You don't see any recipes for Hayes or any recipes or notes on really what they were doing, but you do see that the uh, the china cabinets that you know normally are filled with uh, you know china fine fine diningware are covered in weird weird knickknacks. Like there's some teeth, there's a couple bones, there's like a, a ancient doll that just looks at you guys. Its face is it well, it would look at you, but its face is smashed in. Um, there's just other things too. And in general, it just kind of gives you kind of a, a creepy vibe. You know, for some reason, this uh, a china cabinet full of dinnerware is giving me a creepy vibe. Because it's not full of dinnerware, but full of other things. And I'm not very comfortable with it. For sure. Yeah, uh, that doll's definitely uh giving me some weird vibes hey uh hey duo do you think those teeth are worth anything though uh man i don't fucking care um sorry sorry to be so terse but like yeah you're seeming really apathetic lately this is the this is the door though like this this armored door um 
I really don't want people to fucking come out of here before we've checked out the rest of this house. You know, I really don't want to get caught in like a trap or a crossfire, some bullshit like that. So just like one of you guys want to come with me and check out the rest of the house. Leave somebody here to, to text on the agent when if some shit happens. Well, uh, we could do that or we could wink, wink. Put large explosives outside the door, wink, wink, and stage a number of our compatriots outside the building, wink, wink, so that if anybody attempts to exit that room, wink, we blow the door. Sounds like a rock-solid plan to me. Although, as Lana says that, she sort of gestures to the table to, like, mimic putting it in front of the door so that at least if it, the door opens we could hear the table moving yeah let's put the explosives wink wink on top of this in front of the door give you a hand with all those explosives uh, I want to be careful wouldn't want to blow this place up thank you they're very heavy and very expensive that's why I only have one arm Mac is going to take the hint and start leaving the room to check out the rest of the house. Are Lana and Cam both uh, pushing the table up against the, the metal door? And so just as a, um, I guess as a clarification too, this door doesn't open up like outward. It's much more like a farm door where it kind of just slides across. Uh, you guys can see the metal tracks that it would slide on and they're, they are built steadily into the base of this um this stairwell this blast door is like new tech reinforced in such a way that it looks like something that came out of uh you know uh pilates central bank it is heavy you guys don't think you'll be able to get it open really if you're shoving maybe you can get it open with explosives if you are going to do it that way well i think what we're trying to do is figure out a way to block it so that if somebody's trying to exit uh, they either are one going to make a lot of noise so that we have heads up or two are prevented from exiting until we're ready for them to do so so that's my main objective Lana I'm assuming that's correct for you as well right that was uh, my plan between the two of you guys you can uh, pick that table up um, it takes a little finagling because it's, it's actually a pretty long table um, but you move it out of the you move all the chairs out of the way and you get the table up to the door itself and you guys kind of wedge it the right between where the door would actually slide out um onto the rails so you think it's it's pretty well you know stacked against uh, stacked against opening up and if it were to open you would definitely hear it especially since you guys put all the the glass pretty much on one side of the table so as soon as it opens up all those uh <laughs> syringes and whatnot are just going to roll off and shatter. You guys should be able to hear that for quite a distance. Hey guys, Saul Owens Jr. here. And if you're anything like me, you're always looking to get enlightened. And we can take a lesson from the most enlightened being on this celestial plane, Bigfoot. Stay calm, stay hidden, and listen to Roll Warriors on Tuesdays. Open your third eye, man.
So Mac, as you go up onto the second stairs, the second flight of stairs, you see that there is um, the the stairwell is straight, but there is kind of a curve off to your left side where there's a railing and somewhat of an overlook. So if somebody were to look down, they can do that from the third floor all the way down. And as you're going up, you kind of glance over the railings and you see that there is another couch to the far side of the wall directly to your left after you get off the the this flight of stairs. And you see another haze user just sitting there with uh, what looks like a inhalant in one hand and a syringe in the other. And at first you think he's just kind of like lounging back or possibly dead like the other four you guys found earlier. But his head tilts and you can hear in a raspy voice. Hey, who are you, man? Before Mac answers, um, he's just going to reach into his pocket as subtly as he can and type SOS and send uh, to the other two. That's that's fine because the, uh, the man at this moment, um, as high as he is, is also somewhat blinded by the shiny teeth. So he's just like, uh, My shiny teeth that twinkle. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, God, my eyes. Oh. And you can see him dropping the syringe, and, like, he goes to rub his eyes. However, his other hand seems to be, like, almost, one would say, uh, kind of, like, formed a rigor mortis around the, uh, around the inhaler. And he's just rubbing his face with one hand, and you can even see that his hand is kind of curled, and it's not really moving how a normal hand would. The fingers aren't really extending. Um, he's just like, oh, what? What's going? What's happening? Who are you? Uh, building inspector. Yeah, I'm the I'm the building inspector. Just you know, this building's condemned. It's pretty shitty. Yeah, no so, shit, dude. That's like that's why we do our stuff here. Like, are are you telling me you're not here to buy? And you can see him start to get up, and then he just he sinks back down because you can see that his his body is like pretty much just atrophied uh he's he's kind of physically stuck to the couch it seems like similarly to the other four downstairs he has kind of a light layer of dust on him what are you doing here are you not here to buy i hey hey enrico enrico and you can hear him trying to yell but his voice just can't do it his voice is just too raspy. Um, the loudest he can yell is like a gentle whisper. Or like a, a gentle stage whisper, per se. That's how you can even hear him from this this far. All right. Um, are there any pillows in the room? Uh, no, they are, they are rotted. Um, but there are... So you can see that um, in this room itself... So there's a couch, and there's where the haze user is, is kind of glued to. Across from that is something of an oddity it is a statue um but it is an armored statue uh something that honestly you've only seen in museums around pilates and you see that there are two rooms directly in front of you um one that does not have a door but you can't really see into it because it's pretty dark the other one has a door on a hinge you can see the door again you can't really see into it 
and then uh, you you notice that right off to the left of the statue itself is another door, but that door is closed. Okay. So he's gonna take off his tank top and wrap it around his fist and just walk up to this guy and very like gingerly just grab the back of his head and punch. Okay. Yeah. Uh go ahead and make do do do, do make a reflex roll for me, if you wouldn't mind. Sixteen. Okay, yeah, you you definitely hit. Um uh <laughs> Alright, so since you're punching with your fist, it will be about three points of damage to this uh this individual. Um you punch him and you can just hear as soon as you punch him just bunch of things break in his face like you didn't even punch that hard but it seems like how frail this guy is you just broke a bunch of things in his face and now he's just he's swaying in your arms and now he's just kind of rambling off like don't know like i don't know they said they'd be down there for a while but stuff's upstairs but i don't know anymore Stop. And then you just right. pass out in your arms. Pass out? Okay, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I was like, I just want you to... Why do you go to sleep now? Yeah, he starts to pass out. You can notice that his breathing is very shallow, though. Um, so even for somebody who's not super skilled in, in medical technology and medical knowledge, he probably doesn't have too much longer left. Yeah. Um, I guess he's going to try to see if there's anything he can do to, like, keep him from dying in the next five minutes. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a a tech roll. I guess he's not going to try very hard, because that was a five. Um, so Mac is going to grab this guy's feet, and there is another small kind of table uh, this one's not very large. It definitely looked like it was an end table per se uh, that was off to the side of one of the couches, but or the couch itself. Um, but now it's kind of in front and uh, it's dusty. There, you see that there might have been something on it at one point because it's also kind of gross and sticky. Um, so <laughs> Mac grabs this guy's feet and puts them up on the table, but in doing so, you hear kind of a loud squelching as his legs come separated from the couch and sickening, sickeningly you kind of realize that oh boy this guy has been sitting there for a long time so your base medical knowledge was well if he's hurt you got you know you got to put his feet up cuz that's good for the blood flow but then you realize that this guy has probably been glued to this couch for a while and maybe you just disrupted a decent amount of bed sores gross yeah, you just... Mac feels just sick and kind of gross about all this. Hey everyone, it's Gavin. I hope you were enjoying the special Halloween episode. We felt it was a good time to release this content, given its significance as the 13th episode and its airing in October. This is a two-parter, so the next episode dropping on the 20th will also take place in the Hayes House. I only have a few moments to tell you about how to support our show, as it seems Saul Owens Jr. is invading my feed. If you are a new listener, welcome. 
We hope you are enjoying yourself and maybe would consider sharing us with your friends and family. We have a Twitter at Roll Warriors where you can tweet about the show and get updates. If you have some extra money, we would love your financial support on our Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash roll underscore warriors. For $5 a month, you can get exclusive bonus episodes made from suggestions by our patrons. Speaking of, I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, Daniel Sittler, Billy Young, and James Beatty. Um, what else? Oh, we have a website where you can learn about uh, the characters and the people behind the characters at www.rollwarriorsadventures.weebly.com. Looks like I'm out of time. We will return to our regular season on November 3rd, so don't miss that. Stay spooky. Cam and Lana, do you, do you guys get uh, that SOS from Mac? Yeah, I mean, looks like we got a message from Mac. Maybe we should help him. I don't know if SOS is like his help of stuck my foot in a bad board and I can't get up the rest of the stairs or help I'm being shot at, but I haven't heard any shots yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything, uh, too much commotion, but maybe he doesn't want to disturb something. That's why he sent it through message instead of just you know, like, shouting or something. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of in a hurry to, like, get in and get out. Do you think he needs to pee or something? Yeah, he probably is trying to find the bathroom right now. See, this is why I always say we need to stop at the rest area before we go on missions. It's very important. Um, I, I, you think nothing can, can really get out without us hearing, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, all the glass is going to fall and shatter, and uh, I think between the three of us, someone will hear something. Although, uh, I'm sure Mac will be too busy pissing so loud, the whole house will hear it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know I'm about to get a little sneezy. This, there's a lot of uh, black bubbles going on in here. It's really not a good growth pattern. You don't really want that stuff. But anyway, yeah, let's go upstairs, I guess. So, yeah, the, the two of you head upstairs um, after that conversation. And uh, when you guys get up there, you kind of see Mac just finishing putting this guy's feet up on a table. And then kind of hug himself because you hear it a loud, like, squeak. And uh, you don't really know what's going on, but Mac does not look super comfortable. <laughs> Did you just uh, make a new friend there, Mac? Man, you fucking took a long-ass time. What if I was really dying? I, I mean, we probably would have heard it first. I doubt you would die quietly unless... This guy was know. making a fucking racket trying to call his friends. I didn't have time to send no fucking long-ass explanation. I I panicked. I told him I was the building inspector. Like, what the fuck shit is that? I mean, obviously you're not dead and or hurt, are you? No, I mean, I got blood on my shirt. That's gross. And this yeah, dude had I mean, like bed sores for days. So you're the one I'm going to need a bath after. fucking shirt off in a gross building. Because well, try- I was trying are- to punch him so that like it wouldn't make no sound. Shit. Want no I mean, pillows you- around to smother his ass. You-, you put a silencer on your fist. Is, you- is that what you're telling me? Yeah. I- again, I panicked. It was kind of a, it was kind of like a fucking split second decision here 
Well, honestly, that's fine because you've been wearing the same tank top for the past three days and I think it might be time for you to take it to the cleaners. So maybe this is good motivation, you know. Always look on the bright side of these situations. Bright side is everyone can see my tats now. Uh, no, because we're separately blinded by your light bright grill. Oh, that's right, yeah. Shit, yeah I forgot about that. That's probably why so, that guy didn't didn't respond to me that quickly. She's keeping it to herself. Maybe there's a slight eye roll. Yeah, it's a lot of like it's a lot of like um dragons and swords and fire and uh but there is like one that's clearly like a mural of him just like having sex. <laughs> Oh, is that is that a is that a gecko? I remember I I read about the ge- those geckos. Is that, is that the one that's kind of looks like it's eating, like it, it looks like it's eating a pine cone? Nah, that's me. Oh, are you? Yeah, the see, gecko? you see my foot there. It, it looks webbed. Is it supposed to be? Web- Do you have webbed feet? It's a rare condition, but yes. I mean, I guess good for you. I think there was like an Olympic swimmer that had the same situation, but odd. Um, but you, you're no longer in, in mortal danger. There's nothing else kind of creeping up behind you um, or really reason that we needed to come up here and rescue you from Squelchy Boy here. Well, no, I mean, I I don't know. I saw these weird fucking statue things. I thought they might be people too. You guys know what the fuck those things are? I've never seen one in my my whole life. Yeah, can I do a perception check on the weird statue things? Since that's all I'm really doing today is perception checks. Um, so that's a lot better. That's going to be a 21. So um, Cam gets kind of down on hands and knees, you know, checks the very top of it. And uh, Cam notices that this this armor is kind of all decorative. It's not even really steel. Like... Um, maybe it was supposed to be some sort of rather art piece or something just for the intimidation factor. But not only does she notice that it's uh, aluminum, but the stand for this armor is really, really fucking weird. Um, it has a bunch of cables running up to it and she notices that it looks like a, a metal skeleton. The metal is definitely tougher than aluminum. So, uh, Mac, this actually might be interesting. Uh, these statues are kind of weird. They're kind of like your tattoos in that the armor on them is A, completely useless, and B, very cheaply done. I don't understand uh, why they have aluminum armor on a metal frame, but either way, I don't really like the look of it. Is this? I'm assuming correctly that this is like a, a person-sized statue. Yes, so it definitely is a person-sized statue. Um, the The biggest thing is just that this this skeleton underneath it is made of some sort of shiny metal. Um, like I said, it is definitely tougher than aluminum. And from that very high perception rule, you can see that there are cables running from the uh, from the skeleton itself into the wall behind it. I'm going to open one of the doors. Okay, which door would you like to open? The one that is... Uh, one of the two that's facing directly to the stairwell? Or uh, the one that is 
just directly to the left of the statue. The left one. So opening up the door, you notice A, that it's unlocked, and B, it opens up into the exact same room that Cam had jumped up and looked into the second story. Again, this story is it's right above the den from downstairs. Uh, you can tell just based on how you guys went through the house and also that it has the same three grand glass windows. Unfortunately, the glass is pretty dingy um, and kind of broken in places, but the setting sun does shine plenty of light into this room. This room is it definitely looks like a study of some sort or an office. Uh, there is a desk that would be facing out towards you. Um, however, its back is to the window itself. Uh, you see that there is remnants of a chair. Uh, it looks like it may have been a, a kind of wide winged back leather chair, but it's it's busted up and it's broken in the far corner near the windows. You see that the uh, off to your left, the chimney continues. It's one of the old school. It's one of those old school houses that kind of had a spot for a fireplace on each floor. Um, and off to your right, you just see rows and rows of books. Um, Lana's going to go up to the desk and start pulling out drawers and seeing if she, there's anything like any notes or anything. Bills. Okay, go ahead and give me your perception roll. While she's doing that, Mac is just like pulling books off the shelves, uh, kind of looking at them, like trying to see if they might be valuable in any way. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so first, Lana, give me a perception roll. Um, that's going to be... Uh, 12. So while going through the the um, drawers and whatnot and what looks like lots and lots of old paperwork and kind of old newspaper clippings and other sorts of things, you find one sheet that is not yellowed by time or by age and it looks uh, placed just right there on top of everything. You grab it, you snatch it, and you look at it, and it says, Robbie, don't forget, the research that we're looking for is on circuitry, programming, biotech, and pharmacology. And then, Matt, go ahead and uh, what was your luck roll? Okay, so I rolled a 10, which is a critical success, so I rolled my second D10, which was also a 10, and add that to my luck, that makes it a 26. Okay, so while um, Alana was reading that note, uh, you pull out one book that says Circuitry for Beginners, another book that says uh, Programming Mastery by um, uh, Soy Fangi. <laughs> what? Yes. And then your last, the last book that you pull out is uh, Biotechnica, The Truth Behind the Truth by Saul Owens Jr. Um, so you have three books in hand, and while you're doing that near the bookcase, you hear, like, a loud grinding um, beneath, kind of beneath your feet. You feel the floor shake a little bit, and it looks like the wall pops out. The bookcase itself pops out just a little bit. It seems like it's ready to go, um, but... It has not moved in full. You can kind of see gaps appearing between the bookcase and the wall itself. Um, but there's still something that's that's holding out on. All right, I'm going to pull all the rest of the books off. 
It's a motherfucking secret door. All right, yeah, so you just go ahead and just, like, fucking pull all the books off the shelves, and nothing happens. Do you think it might have uh, something to do with this note? Let me see. What we, what's, yeah, what's the note say? So the note says, hey, Robbie, don't forget, research circuitry, programming, biotech, and pharmacology. And you've noticed that the books, the three books that you've pulled from the shelf with your luck just randomly, one was Circuitry for Beginners, one was uh, Programming Mastery by Soi Fanji. There is one called uh, Biotechnica, The Truth Beyond the Truth by Saul Owens Jr. And three of those books seem to be about three of the topics, three of the four topics that were listed. Okay, well, Mac can't read, so somebody else point that out. It looks like he pulled out three of the four books that we probably needed, if this note's to be trusted as a clue. Um, Lana's going to search the bookcase for the last book. All right, so all the books are currently on the ground um, because of uh, what Mac did. He just like kind of emptied all the books. But uh, from looking through, you definitely find the last book. It is called um, Pharmacology. Why Drugs Are Bad by Abel. Oh, Lee Sullivan. I recognize this one. Um, When you do pick up that book, it seems like there is a little notch behind the book. You can notice that there's kind of a metal bit um, attached to this, not to the spine, but to one of the covers. And you notice that there are four holes in the bookcase itself. And it looks like each one of them matches up with a little kind of metal notch that you find in every one of those books that you've pulled off the bookcase. So it's a game of square peg and round hole, it looks like. That's a good deduction. Lana's going to grab the books out of um, Mac's hands and start trying to put them in the spots. Okay, but if those are worth something, I want them back. Are you going to go based off the note or you got to just kind of like, you know, fudge it? Maybe we should try to put them in the order that they're written in the note. Right. Well, that's what she says as she does it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great idea. You do that very easily. Um, the grinding uh, sounds again, and the bookcase actually pops open, and you see it splits down the middle as it opens up, and you guys are greeted by a room that is uh, not well-lit, but kind of underlit by uh, uh, ground floor lighting. Uh, Mac, get in front here. Okay. Like, hey guys, it's all here. On Roll Warriors, we like to ask the hard-hitting questions. Like, can you actually die in a living room? I mean, it's a living room, right? Well, whatever. You know, check us out on Tuesdays for the truth, man. We'll see you there. The ground floor lighting is green. It is, uh, you guys can see that there's a couple like little lights that are flicking on and off. Um, it looks like there's some, some sort of technology here, like definitely computer hardware. Um, and you look and you see that there's a table off to the right. The table has a desktop sitting on it. Um, it is, you, you guys see that it is just like a password screen and directly uh, across from you guys uh, with the light shining off of Mac's shiny, shiny teeth, you see two large tubes 
and think about like back to tanks from Star Wars. Um, there are two human bodies within these tanks, but something is extremely wrong. Um, and you guys are normal, normally see cyborgs. You've seen augmentations to humans before, but it just looks like it was the shoddiest and sloppiest kind of cybernetic adjustments made. Um, especially considering uh, these human bodies are just ripped. Like they are extremely muscular, almost to hulkish and disgusting size proportions um, to such an extent that like one half of one of the bodies is just shoved up against the tank just from pure mass. Um, the legs of the other body are just just ripped. It looks like the body had done nothing but leg days for you know 80 years straight. Um, no upper body work whatsoever. Uh, but there's a lot of kind of technical stuff on, on the upper body. So cybernetic arms, cybernetic things. Um, you notice that there are two red lights flashing, uh, kind of a solid steady blinking on each one of those tanks at the very, at the feet of them. You guys ever see that movie? The one with the, the one with that German guy. Oh God, what the fuck was it? Are you thinking like Demolition Man? I'm thinking like uh, I don't know like it was a word for like killing stuff like maybe like destroyer or I would say uh, Terminator but he was no that's it that's it that's it yeah what about it I don't know he just looked like it I don't know that guy had an Austrian accent though yeah I mean all my education came from Saturday morning cartoons so makes sense uh, probably want to make sure we don't wake those guys up. Uh, they look like they'll be, uh... They look like they'll fucking rip us to pieces. They look like... One of those guys looks like he could give me a new anus, like... Like that. Like, super easy. Well, let's, uh, not give him any excuse to, uh, multiply your anuses by two. Multiply, add, divide, or subtract. I don't want any change to my anus count. You know, that's a fair point. Uh, I think we could all do with realizing that life without an anus would be very um, repressed. Good point. Anyway, uh, the red dots at the bottom of these tanks, do we think that they're uh, going to wake up any time soon? Or, um, I don't know really much about biotechnical uh, information. Yeah, I mean, any of you guys know about this science shit? Um, can Lana inspect the tanks quietly? Go ahead, uh, make a cyber tech roll for me. All right, um, that's going to be 15. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you kind of go and inspect quietly with your, your cyber optic, uh, showing, uh, some wording that maybe wasn't so easily seen in, uh, the dark light. Um, it says next to those red lights, uh, you know, not ready. Um, unstable, uh, waiting for power input, and you kind of glance over to the computer, and you realize that the computer is an operating device for these these uh, tanks themselves. Lana kind of gets up and goes and inspects the computer really quickly. You, you see that it's easily password locked, and um, you can try to hack it if you want to. It may take some time, however, as you guys don't really have too much information on this house or really on any of the users. 
and more for the matter, you see that there is a little error message down in the right-hand corner of the desktop itself of the, the screen. The screen is a touch screen, and you can see that the, emergency, the little uh, message says emergency low power mode. Power systems have been shut off due to experiment 27. To manually repower, use operation screen number 7. And you can see also off to the left-hand side of this one, this is operation screen number six. Maybe if we wake them up, they'll, like, think we're their dad. I'm pretty sure that was, like, another movie, like, My Caveman and I or something like that. There was, like, a situation where, like, a caveman wakes up and then he's, like, hanging out with a teenager, spends a day at high school. I think he gets ice cream. Do you think these blokes would like ice cream? All right. I'm going to break character because I swear to God, if you ruin Encino Man, because it's the, one of the most beautiful movies ever, if you tell me not to squeeze the juice, I'm going to be upset. This is like that time that I went to a gym and they had the blender, but the blender and the trainer were like the same person. So you like, you got your workout and your smoothie from the same amalgamation of stuff. And it was very upsetting because once I was at once like very, uh, very ashamed and very um, attracted to the smoothie. I don't know. It was a weird situation. And this this reminds me a lot of that. My butt's already hurting from the squats I did. No, I mean, I get that. Honestly, it's pretty cost-effective to have the trainer and the smoothie man be the same person. Honestly, it's a good business model. Right, but it wasn't a good business model for them to be in the same body. Like, maybe if a trainer had, like, an arm for a smoothie, but they put it in, like, his kidney situation. So, like, he would turn around and have two little cups where he would, like, have kidney juices. But it was it was blenders, and there was a lot of spinach involved. Uh, Mac just kind of walks out, and I'm assuming, Mac, where are you going to head to? Uh, one of the two doors across from the stairs i'll pick the the one next to the room i was just in okay yeah so you you open it up and you can see easily into it it is a bathroom you found the bath there is a bath full of dark black liquid um definitely smells kind of moldy and funky uh just toilet sink above the sink is a medicine cabinet all right. Well, we didn't we didn't stop at the rest area before we came here, so I really do have to pee. And so Max gonna close the door and take a leak. Uh oh. Hey, uh, Cam, you hear that? Yeah. Hold on. Is that something coming in through my? The the, the radio got really quiet here, but it sounds like static. But it's uh, I don't know. It sounds a little watery, honestly. Sounds like, uh, like frying chicken. Yeah. Oh, shit, it smells like fried chicken. Ooh, that's gross. Uh, oh, fuck, is he peeing in the other... This is why. This is why. This is... Yeah, we should have, uh, stopped at a rest stop before we got here. Uh, I'd rather leave it somewhere. I'm literally gonna pour all his prune juice down the sink. I don't care if he's fucking constipated for two weeks after this. This is bullshit. I'm tired of our, like, situation being thrown off by his incessant need to always evacuate his bowels and or bladder whenever the fuck he wants. I don't get it. I I agree. I think it's a little uh, beneath us and also it doesn't help. You know, we're trying to be covert here and he's just using the bathroom like he lives here 
Yeah, what is it with 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 guys and like peeing outside? It's like it's fucking marking his territory, as if he would want this to be his territory. I don't get it. You guys hear a flush, and uh, Mac comes back into the room, wiping his hands on his pants. Gross. I just wanted to, for flavor text, the the toilet flushed, but it did not go down. Yeah, and I'm assuming there was no soap at the sink, so he just like wiped his pee hands on his on his pants because he couldn't wash up if you want to you could go dip them in the tub tub's full of water no yeah while you guys are having this conversation lana because you were the one who was looking at the computer most um you see another message pop up on the right side it's on top of the above the the error message that was saying emergency shutdown um said that uh Computer 5 is trying to initiate startup of Experiment 27. Uh-oh, guys, I got bad news. Apparently, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum here are trying to get started up. There must be, like, uh, another computer somewhere. Maybe behind that big fucking door. Yeah, maybe we should leave these guys back here with the library books and uh, go down and try to take care of that situation, maybe. There's still a door we haven't checked out, though. I mean, if you really want to go check out that door, I just don't want to be in here with Meathead 1 and Meathead 2. Well, yeah, by all means, I'm not telling you you need to stick around. I just don't want, like, 20 dudes to be hiding behind that door waiting for us to meet their buddies. Cam, your audio starts to go off, and you can hear that that uh, kind of static starts to get louder. Okay, something is changing. I uh, don't know what's Oh, don't know what's going on, but it's definitely getting more static. Um, the red light, on uh, the red blinking lights on the bottom of the, the foot of those two chambers um, switches to a steady blinking yellow. And you can see the light kind of brighten in the chamber. Um, uh, you can hear the, the static in your audio builds up even more. Mm-hmm. So you kind of notice that between the three of you guys... The, there's electricity kind of running back and forth between these two chambers themselves. Not across space, of course, but there's electricity running into both of these. Uh, you start to see the two bodies start to twitch, maybe an eye fly open. Um, but after about a couple seconds of just terrified silence, not really moving, just in shock of what's going on, the stack dies down again. and the light. I'm going to shoot one in the face. Okay, so you're going to pull out your gun and just shoot? Yeah, so um, I already have one gun in my hand, but my the gun in my cybernetic arm is just going to activate, and I'm going to shoot it directly in the head. As you're doing that, can I be pulling the both of them out of the... or back through, like, the doorway where the, the bookshelf is? Yeah, go ahead. So while you're doing that, um, Cam, go ahead and make an attack. Sweet. Okay, so 18. Yeah, so 18 definitely hits. Um, Your bullet goes flying straight through the glass, and it impacts uh, one of the bodies in the head very easily. Um, Go ahead and roll for damage. So that'd be 2d6. 7. Okay, so 7. The bullet uh, goes straight into the head, and you notice that there's not a secondary shattering of glass, so it's stuck inside that head, and the body from the electric kind of pulses that was getting sent to it. Um, 
you notice that there's still electricity, even though it's winding down, it's still rolling through both of these chambers. Uh, the one that is not shot is still kind of jerking a little bit, um, just more slowly as the electricity is, is kind of uh, weakening in the body. Um, however, the the other body that you just shot, not only has it gone completely limp in the chamber, but there's liquid now leaking out of the chamber from where you shot it. And it's coming out kind of steadily, steadily, and then it dies away as it becomes under level from the bullet itself. You notice that the, the liquid itself smells kind of funny. And you guys all get that whiff of, that unmistakable whiff of haze. Holy shit, they were using haze as some sort of pickling shit. This is the weirdest dill situation I've ever been in. It's so probably, uh, it'd be bad of me to say that it looks like we're these guys are in a bit of a pickle. So did I get these two through the the doorway? Yeah, in a rush of adrenaline, uh, because you guys were all so close, it didn't take too much uh, effort to get all three of you guys out, as the room itself was kind of narrow for the three of you. So even just one push really pushed everybody back. After that bullet went off. Um, you guys all fell back, essentially. Uh, you did pull them through, but you guys kind of all stumbled to the floor. And because you were so close to the floor, that's how you smelled that, like, the haze juice, per se. Okay. You guys can scramble back up, and I'm assuming that Mac is, is trying to get them out of the room as fast as possible still. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to push them through the room, and as soon as we get uh, on the other side of that bookcase, I'm going to rip the four books uh, out of their place and throw them out the window. Yeah, so in a shattering of glass, the books go flying, arcing out the window um, towards the setting sun, and you notice that it's starting to get darker in this house as the sun is starting to set steadily. Um, you're not sure what else this house holds, but you do know that you want to get out of here as fast as possible. Listen, guys, like, I don't have much time, but the Greys and the Reptilians have finally caught on to my plans, man. Like, I, they're coming for me. Only you can help me out. You gotta listen to Roll Warriors on Tuesdays. <laughs> Find out the truth. Save me, man. Yeah, as soon as we're through the door, I'm gonna, um, turn and train my gun on the statues as well. Okay. Um... What are the other two of y'all going to be doing? I want to check that third door. I'm uh, going to pull out my baton and uh, aim in it. Just so actually I'm going to have it out, but sort of be like looking around and ready. Trying to see if I can see anything going on with my cyber optic. All right. So with your cyber optics, you definitely see the best that similarly, there is another light blinking at the foot of the statue. However, it has gone dead red. Um, it is very faint, however. It is small. It's hard to see. Um, but it is, it's dead. It's a solid red. Like, nothing, whatever just happened didn't really affect it too, too much. Hey, guys. Uh, I don't know if we're being recorded or if that thing's about to turn on, but that red light doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep my weapon trained on it if it moves at all. I'm going to shoot it in the fucking face. But if you guys wanted to check out the next room up here, you're welcome to. I'm not moving. 
Mac, go ahead and give me a perception roll once you get into that last room. Okay. Um, okay, so that's a nine. Okay. So you go into this room. Um, there is no door on the door frame, and you notice right away that it is a bedroom. The mattress is sagged, broken in, and kind of molded over in certain spots. Um, there is a table next to it. And as you're scouting, kind of just scanning through the room with a big forced grin just for the light to come through, uh, your light glances off of something metallic on the table. I want to check it out. Okay, so you go over and you pick it up. And you see that is a large, old, rusted key. Like, when I say large and old, I mean, like, this thing is, like, the size of your fist. Kind of old key. There is a piece of paper that is tied onto it and as you unravel it it says Robbie this is for upstairs alright keep it safe I'm just gonna pocket that that's pretty much everything of import that you see in this room like I said the bed itself is cracked and gross The um, you can search the dresser or the little table if you'd want to However, you notice that um, one of the drawers is missing and the other drawer is kind of cracked and off to the side. Um, there is no closet of any sort. And this room seemed like just a very basic bedroom. All right. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to head back out of the room like the investigative side of me wants to, like, peel back uh, floorboards and and like tear open the wall to see if people are hiding like drug stashes but the uh side of me that that this house reminds of my childhood wants me to get out of here so i'm not gonna linger lana's gonna sort of whack it like lightly with her baton just like a like a little boop okay you give it a light boop and a couple of the false sheets of like aluminum armor fall off of it you see that there this there is a statue the statue underneath is metal skeleton um it is like i said much harder than aluminum there are cables running into it from behind so pretty much where the spinal column is in this very well crafted uh, metal is just it's leading into the room and that light is still just a solid red Okay, now I'm getting major Terminator vibes. Um, Lana's going to pull out her gun and try to shoot the spinal column where the cord enters it. Okay, so uh, Lana, taking a step closer and kind of angling off, you know, gives a hand over to Cam and just, like, step back a little bit, points your pistol right at the base where one of the thick cables is running into the spinal column, and go ahead and give me an attack roll. Yeah, shoot it in the coccyx. Yeah, that's going to be um, 14 all day. Okay, 14. Yep, so the bullet impacts. Go ahead and give me uh, a damage roll. It's going to be 8. All right, so Just... the bullet does impact the, the cable itself. The cable goes flying off, um, and you see that the the red light on this statue starts to dim a little bit. However... Uh, after the the sound of the bullet kind of fades out of your ears, Cam, um, you start to hear that static noise start up again, but louder this time. Why are you making so much noise? God damn. 
half the half the neighborhood knows we're up in here fucking shoot around and shit. As if half the neighborhood couldn't smell your piss from down the street. Okay, I'm sorry, but that is entirely untrue. Really, Mac, you like you really need to be um, drinking more water. No, no well, juices. I don't, have, I don't have money for store-bought water, and I'm not drinking this city shit. Would everyone please give me a dexterity roll? Would I be able to use my evasion trait in this situation? Go ahead. Go ahead and use your evasion for this one. Cool, because I rolled a one, so it'll be an 11. Yeah, that's going to be a six for me, dog. So I rolled another uh, 10, and then rolled my second dice, and that was also a 10. So I have a 26. The gods are with me tonight. Fuck, yeah, it seems like it. So while you guys are, are bitching about how nasty Max KFC pisses, um, Mac notices it first with his shiny teeth, but he hears there's kind of a shuffling. And then all of a sudden, two of what appeared to be the dead haze users jump up the stairs. One of them has a knife in his hand, and the other one has a broken glass bottle. And you can't really hear them because they're. You can hear this weird murmuring coming from them, and they're going like this. But they're there. You can hear that they're talking, but you can't really hear what they're saying. Their voices and their vocal cords are just so corroded from the time that they are just. You don't know what the hell they're saying. It's creepy as shit, and they just come out of nowhere. However, because you did react so fast, you see them first, and you can go ahead and get a shot off if you'd like to. Oh, I would like to. 